What if you could unlock the extraordinary power within you? Join us on our Human Potential podcast as we explore the limitless possibilities, the holy trinity of mind, body, and spirit. Discover easy-to-action tips, inspiring stories, and expert advice to help you tap into your highest potential and live a life of purpose and fulfillment. For a free transformational tool, go to soulful-awakening.com forward slash free. Hi guys, and welcome to another edition of the Human Potential Podcast. I am your host, Peter, and welcome to this episode. Today, I am flying solo. It's my first episode where I am going alone and I'm feeling rather nervous, not because I am flying solo as such, it's because the intention of this podcast is to be really raw, really vulnerable, really open and bare and lay bare the events that I've experienced in the last couple of days. And I'm going to start off by telling you guys that I was fired from a job two days ago. And that was on, so I'm sticking down at the date, that was on the 18th of Jan, 2024. And I would like to share my experiences and the events that led up to that episode, straight instant. And it's kind of wrapped up in the biggest story of my life and my journey, which I'd love to share with you in the most vulnerable way that I can. And the reason and the intention for doing that is through this podcast, my choice is to build a community, to build communion, to build a sense of belonging. And I know in order for me to do that, I get to be as raw, as vulnerable as I possibly can with my audience, with my listeners. And tell my story in the most authentic way that I can. And that means being truthful. That means being integrous to what's playing out in my life. With that said, I do feel nervous because I am putting aside the fear of judgment, shame and the guilt that comes with any kind of challenge one faces in their life, especially when one is fired and I don't know if any of you guys have been fired or if there's been a situation in your life, I'm sure they have, where shit, people knew this, what will they think of me? I think that's very much part of the human experience that we live with masks and in this podcast, in this episode, my intention is to demask is to like I said, lay bare, take the, the cloak off and tell you guys about me, my journey, my story, and hopefully it will resonate and you'll find it interesting and informative and you can take away any value that you receive from this. So let me, so this is going to be really unstructured, right? There's no script. Normally I have a script and I feel this one of this episode is going to be unstructured. So please bear with me if I jump around from timelines in my life. I'm going to try my very best to fit it all together so it makes sense and hopefully it will make sense. So yeah, I just wanted to point that one out. Sorry, there were some nerves, as you could probably sense in my voice. So look, I want to start 
around four years ago where it was a time in my life, I'm going to call it my spiritual awakening, where I was experiencing depression, anxiety, deep levels of insecurity, a real lack of confidence. And I was married at the time. I had a young son. And I was experiencing all the problems that one does in a relationship, a romantic relationship within marriage. I was feeling unworthy, feeling unlovable. I was questioning whether I was enough. And that is one of my childhood patterns is, am I worthy of love? Am I good enough? Am I enough? And when you have those patterns, you are constantly searching and seeking to belong, to be seen, to be heard, to be loved, to belong. And I've always carried this deep sense of wanting to belong somewhere, to find my people, to find my tribe. And I think that actually comes from, actually I know it comes from my childhood where most things arise. I'm sure those of you who have had therapy and been in therapy will know that childhood is a conduit for how we turn out as adults. I think it's a very famous saying. I think the Mayan people said, if you show me the child, I will show you the adult, meaning in those formative years from zero to seven, when everything is formed in terms of our psyche, our energetic structure, which determine the choices we make, then they were saying, show me that child from zero to seven, I will show you exactly how the adult will turn out. And for most of us, it's pain and trauma and active from our place of pain and trauma. And I was no different, right? I suffered this level of racism, which left me with deep wounding, a deep sense of belonging, being the only brown kid in an, in an all-white neighbourhood, and obviously there was a lot of dysfunction within my family home that maybe we'll go into a little bit around the religion I was brought up in, the deep wounding, rejection wounding that I had with my mother. Actually, we will talk about that in a bit more detail because one of the events that led up to this situation where I did get fired was around this kind of wounding with my mum. So going back to you, Four years ago, when I had this, five years ago, actually, when I had this spiritual awakening, I was in this place of, yeah, deep pain, and I was unwell. I was physically unwell, emotionally unwell, and I don't know if you guys have heard this saying, the physical nature of your life is just a manifestation of your emotional state, meaning when we are emotionally unwell, then that would manifest in physical elements. And this was very much true of me because for the whole year, what year was this, 2019, 2018, I was physically unwell, which was very unusual for me because I was a healthy individual. I never got sick. I was, yeah, I was fit, I was strong. And for this whole year, I was completely bent down. I had a number of different surgeries. I had illnesses that rendered me in my bed. I remember this one one day, it was towards the end of the year, November time. I was at home in bed and I was scrolling on YouTube, as you do, 
and there was this video that said, never get sick again. And I was like, okay, here we go. Here's some marketing bullshit, right? If someone wants to sell me something and let's, let's see what he wants to sell me. So I did actually click on the video and it was this amazing guy with amazing energy, with amazing charisma and that just resonated this positive vibe. And I was like, wow. And I'm sure you guys have had that feeling when you meet someone who is just radiating positivity. You are naturally drawn to it. It's a natural magnetism to it. So I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And it was Vin Hoff. I'm sure if you guys know him or heard of him, he has this breath whereby you practice his breath and it changes your life. That's essentially what it was. So I practiced being Poff's breath and it did change my life on many levels. It, it gave me this sense of peace, this sense of present moment awareness, this sense of being high on your own supply. That's what Bim says, being high on your own supply. And it's very much about over-oxygenating the body and coming out of your rational mind, coming out of the analytical mind. So you're in complete presence, complete alignment of your spiritual nature. And so I practiced this for about eight months, pretty much every day for eight months. And during this practice, I felt amazing. And for about 45 minutes after the practice, I was on, on, on this high, right? I was like, wow, my life is so great. I don't know what I'm moaning about, what I'm complaining about. Life is fantastic. I'm very blessed. I've got this level of abundance. I have a great job, great family home. Life is good. So for those 45 minutes after I did the breath, there was no problems. There were no issues. There was no lack of confidence. There was no attuning to the pain and the drama in my life. And then I used to plummet. So I was high for 45 minutes and then I completely plummeted after those 45 minutes and I was back. I was back in my shit. I was back in the drama. I was back in programming and the patterning and the thought process that led me to believe that I wasn't good enough. I wasn't worthy enough. And I didn't belong. And by the way, I, I had a very, from the outside, I had a very nice life. Okay. I was in the world of investment banking, finance, hedge funds. I was earning great money. I, was, I had great material possessions. I had a portfolio that was over two and a half million quid. I was driving top of the range of luxury cars. I was buying nice watches. So from a material aspect, from the outside looking in, They'll be like, wow, Hayden, you have manifested this great life. What are you thinking about? What are you complaining about? And on the inside, I was dying, man. I was like, this is not what life is about, is it? Surely it's not what life is about. There was so much inner turmoil, uh, inner dissonance, and that actually led me to make choices in my marriage which I can't really talk about because I do have an 11 year old son and I have to tune into the fact 
that what's in the high school for him, what's in the high school for me. And right now to go deep into the details of what happened in my marriage, I know it's not in the high school for my son, certainly, because he needs to hear from his daddy about his daddy's experiences and the choices that his dad made in that marriage. And I was actually speaking to my ex-wife, I'm now divorced, my ex-wife, um, Salma, about this, about how I've created a podcast and I'm dealing with certain topics and I'm, my intention is to be completely honest and completely raw and come from a place of deep integrity, which means talking about my life in a very authentic and emotional way. How do I manage that with having a very innocent 11-year-old son and dad is talking about deep personal issues and adult themes? So I've got off on a tangent here, so forgive me, just thinking about my son and, and the level of detail that I want to explore in my story. And rest assured, if you've ever been in a romantic relationship, which I'm sure you have, I'm sure you get a gist of what I'm talking about and the very nature that romance and, and marriage and the complexities and the dynamics that bring and that certain people make certain choices when they are deeply rooted in their in their pain, in their unconsciousness, i.e. a lack of self-awareness of why they're making the choices they're making. Yeah, transitioning back to Wim Hof and in this breath and feeling great and then not feeling so great. I was in this place where, Haley, you feel great, you feel this oneness and this kind of place in your heart where everything's fine for 45 minutes of your day. Surely this is achievable and attainable for every waking moment of your day. So I set out on this quest. I set out on this quest. Yes, I believe it is attainable and I'm going to explore this. And from then, my life did really change and progress because I found amazing teachers. And one of those teachers was Joe Spencer, and I immersed myself in Joe, Joe's, Dr. Joe's work. And if you guys haven't heard of him, go check his work out. It's amazing work. I became one of his advanced students. I went on retreats. I was meditating. I was experiencing life in a def very different consciousness. So what happened is, there was a leveling up. There was an upgrade of my consciousness because I went on this healing journey. And what did that transpire? It transpired many different mentalities through meditation, breath work, understanding energy, understanding why I was making the choices I was making. And look, I, I in, for five years ago, in my 30s, I had years and years of therapy. So I was always self-aware as to my trauma and my pain points and when I introduced this world of spirituality and energy and frequency and vibration that's when I found a real transcendence and a real elevation in my life because after Joe Dispenza I, I you know had other great mentors I'm talking about well-known mentors that are multiple best-selling authors that were privately mentoring me. And I became this embodiment of love, this embodiment of joy, this embodiment of precision and clarity. And it was over a period of 
three or four years and the, the coaching and the mentorship and the guidance that I received where I went on this journey of, like I said, healing. And for me, healing actually means a shift in consciousness. And everything has a consciousness, right? Everything is energy. And so my body is a great example. My body has a consciousness. And when you shift the consciousness of your body, then healing transpires. And let me give you an example of that. So I was someone that suffered from migraines for 20 years, real bad migraines once or twice a month, three or four headaches a week, regularly for about 20 years. When I went on this journey of energy frequency vibration and through actually Dr. Joe Spencer's meditation, he has a, a meditation called the Blessing of the Energy Centers. I actually healed my headache. So there was a physical shift in the consciousness of my body. And within six weeks, I went from being someone that suffered from migraines to someone who has been headache-free and migraine-free now for about three years. So there was a physical healing. There was an emotional healing. There was an energetic healing. There was a spiritual awakening through my immersion into this world of energy frequency vibration so things were great right things were great for me i was making soul aligned choices because i had opened up my channel to receive divine information through my soul and i was making choices based on my intuition i was making choices based on heart resonance the mind was kind of out of it <laughs> in the sense that it wasn't making decisions based on rationality and egoic choice it was making i was making decisions based on my heart my gut which actually meant i left the world of investment banking i left the world of finance and i became a coach and guide and mentor myself i found my passion i found what i was here to do which was to be in service to people to guide them to help them to pass on the knowledge, the wisdom that I had received to facilitate transformation and change in their lives because I was someone that had gone from deep depression, deep fears, deep anxiety, living in this paradigm of I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy enough, I'm not capable enough, I'm not smart enough. I'm a bit of a wanker. This deep shame, this deep guilt for the choices that I made to someone who had transcended that, transcended those feelings of not enoughness, of having real clarity and precision in what I was here to do in finding this level of joy in my heart, of being happy for no reason. And there's a great book, actually, it reminds me. It's a great book. I've not read it, but people have told me that. It's a great book, and it's called Being Happy for No Reason. And I felt that I was waking up, and magic was happening, my life synchronicity was happening, I was manifesting all sorts of cool stuff, money, relationships, people that were coming into my life and showing me there was a different way to be, there was a different way to live life. 
And I was embodying that for a good couple of years. And one of the choices I also made in that transition was um, I realized the, the marriage I was in wasn't, wasn't right for me. That wasn't why it wasn't aligned for me. And I made a choice to exit that marriage. And yeah. And now I have a really great relationship with my ex wife and um, we are co parenting together. What's the point I'm making here is that when you make, when you go on this journey of healing, you you start listening to your heart, you start listening to your gut, and you start making choices that are in resonance with your soul, which actually means you are facilitating more joy, more love, more bliss in your life. And this is certainly true of me. I was experiencing love and joy on a level that I've never experienced before. So I transitioned from my old world, from um, lately back to work because... I got fired. How I got fired and where I got fired relates to my old world of work. About three years ago, I transitioned from that world of finance and investment banking. And I became a coach, like I said, and I was manifesting clients who were paying thousands of pounds to coach and guide them. And they were experiencing amazing transformation in their lives. And I was like, wow, life is great. And I was still in the infancy of my business. Wait, I was still very new to it. I was about eight or nine months into it. And I had visions of growing and I was immersing myself into the world of how do I grow this? How do I extend my reach? How do I create more transformation and change in the world? How do I bring more joy to the world and into people's lives? How do I create a shift in collective consciousness? And when I use the word consciousness, I'm thinking about making people more aware of their lives, aware of how they see their place in the world and aware of the world itself and a connection to spirit and a connection to their soul. I was on that journey. I was on the journey of creating a beautiful soul business, as I call it, and then tragedy struck. And so I'm just thinking about it and I've emotionally and just gone back to that time where my dad passed away. He, he died. He fell down the stairs. He had a brain hemorrhage and he died. And then two weeks later, my mum got sick. She had lots of underlying health conditions. She had cancer, diabetes. And she lived with cancer for years. It was a very, she, she, it was a type of cancer that she was in the state of just monitoring it. And we were monitoring the cancer for the last 10 years of her life. And she was healthy. She was living a, a very normal life. And obviously, year on year, there was a slight deterioration in her. But because her, the cancer was on her lungs, she used to have breathing problems. And it was in the time of COVID, right? Two weeks after my dad died, my mom got sick. She went into hospital and she never came out. She died March. She died in March 2022. So it's coming up to two, her two anniversary of this March, we were doing anniversary of her death. So three months later, and it was like 90 days to the day, 90 days after my dad died, my mom passed away. And I was like, Oh, fuck. Yeah, a whole load of... Wow, I feel myself. 
become emotional as I speak about this. A whole load of pain and trauma kicked off. And look, that wasn't the only thing that activated this wounding, this grief, this sadness, this broken heartedness. Because what happened was when my mum died in March 2022, six weeks before she died, she changed her will. And so I have three sisters. I have an older sister and two younger sisters. And my two younger sisters are twins. And six weeks before she died, she changed her will, whereby she wrote me and my older sister out of the will. And she left the inheritance to my younger sisters. And yeah, that was like, wow. That was the rejection wounding. It was like, mum, the very last, your very last act on this earth was a rejection of me. And that's how I framed it, right? And the reason why I framed it like that is because my mum and I had this dynamic where we would reject each other and it played out through our whole lives. And it all started when my mum, when I was about eight or nine years old and I had to witness my mum try and commit suicide twice on two separate occasions. I was about you know, 18 years old and she tried to commit suicide. And as a result of that, a belief formed in me that my mum didn't love me and I wasn't worthy enough of her love because she didn't want to stick around. She wanted to end it. Like that, was, that was how, I ate. That's how my eight-year-old dealt with that experience was to create this belief that I'm not lovable and I'm not worthy to receive a woman's love specifically. And that belief has played out throughout my whole life and it's impacted all my relationships with females. There's this underlying belief that I'm not worthy enough, especially in my romantic relationships. So how how the nature of my romantic relationships went was like, okay, I'm in this relationship, but I have this unconscious belief that this woman doesn't really want me because I'm not worthy of receiving this love. And at some point, she's going to leave me. So in order for me not to experience the hurt of leaving me, I'm going to have one eye on the exit door. So I'm going to the exit door. I'm always going to have one eye on the exit door. The moment it gets tricky, the moment it gets turbulent, I am fucking out of that exit door and I'm going to be in control of this whole situation so I can protect my heart because there's no way this woman is going to break my heart and, and, and leave me. Because I know at some point she will. So that was a program that played out in not just not just not my romantic relationships, also like my friendships with, with women as well as this underlying this little woman. I can't trust her to, to fully see me and love me and, and accept me for who I am because I believe my mom never has. And... Unfortunately, this rejection cycle between my mum and I played out in the last few weeks of her life. So much so that I believe, you know, she she changed the world because the rejection cycle also 
from her point of view was that she felt rejected by you. So it was this cycle of, mom, I feel rejected by you. Fuck you. I'm not going to engage with you. I'm not going to speak to you. I'm not going to play your games. And she was like, hey, girl, I feel rejected by you. So I'm going to just involve in my patterns and I'm going to sulk and not engage. And I'm going to, yeah, behave the way she behaved in, in this rejection cycle, which is deep wounded. It's like when we feel rejected, we feel unworthy, we feel unloved, we feel unseen. We project this anger onto the other person. We project this hurt and we want to cause them hurt. We want to cause them pain because we feel this deep sense of powerlessness. And heartbreak, right? We feel this level of heartbreak that someone we deeply love and deeply care about has rejected us. So she changed her will and that came as an immense shock to me. Not only because I had gone back into that pattern, right? I was in judgment of myself because I had done all this inner child healing, ancestral healing, I became this spiritual being. I was super self-aware. Oh, my God, look at me. That's great. I'm a the universe. I understand my programming, my patterns, my conditioning. I don't want to joke any of my shit out onto the world. I don't want to take anybody else's shit. I've got my boundaries in place. Connected to my soul. I'm channeling angels. I'm doing all this amazing spiritual stuff. And I've got my shit together, right? And then suddenly, bang, dad dies, mum dies, or mum gets sick, rejection cycle program kicks in, and I'm not as self-aware as I think I am because I've gone back, I've been hijacked into that rejection cycle. Mum feels rejected by me while she's dying. I feel rejected by her while she's dying. When actually I am fucking shit scared of losing my mum, knowing that she's gonna die, she's not gonna come out. This is it. This little child, my my eight year old, nine year old self. Is, oh God, this is happening. Mum is leaving. And I love mum. And I don't want mum to leave. And I'm sorry, mum, for hurting. Oh. Now I'm thinking of okay, those of you listening on audio probably thinking, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> what is going on is that I'm having a moment. I'm crying. Remember my mom. 
and I'm choosing. I want to continue the story because, yeah, I feel it's right to continue the story. And I don't want to pause any of this out because this is part of being vulnerable, I believe. Mum dies. I found out on the, on the day after of her funeral and in the, in the Islamic tradition, Muslim tradition, which I was brought up in, we buried the dead very quickly. And she died on 2nd March, or 4th or 5th of March, and 3rd of March, we buried her. And then two days after she died, I found out that I'd been written out of her will. Like I said before, I was like, oh my God, um, your very last act on the set was to completely reject me. And I started questioning whether my mum ever loved me because I was in this rejection trauma cycle and it was heavily activated in the grief, in the heart, heartbreak of what happened. And I remember... It was about six weeks after she died, I was laying in bed, crying my eyes out at what has happened. And I remember I got involved in this stream of thoughts whereby I was so angry at her. I was questioning her love for me. And I started to repeat this sentence, I fucking hate you, mom. I fucking hate you, mom. You are a cunt. Excuse my profanity. That's why I said, I fucking hate you, mom. You are a cunt. And I kept saying it. I don't know how long I was saying it for. And then I remember I started screaming it. It was about three o'clock in the morning. Just crying my eyes, like just screaming it out of my voice. I fucking hate you, mum. You are a cunt. And it was a real moment in my life where I thought, this is it. I don't want it. I don't want to experience this level of pain. This is too much. To go to a place where you think, I certainly thought, my mum never loved me. She never cared for me. I have so much evidence where that, that, that belief, that moment of those thoughts and those feelings were true, that she didn't love me and I wanted to kill myself. I wanted to end it all. And it was a real turbulent time in my life where, yeah, the, the heartbreak, the heartache was very prevalent. And the nature of her death and the nature of this whole thing about the will really triggered that. And obviously I was still grieving for my dad and I was grieving for my mum and added to that. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm laughing about this because it, now that I'm reflecting back on it and I'm, and I'm speaking about it, I just, I've spoken about it very in my healing sessions and the great healers that I've seen in the last uh, year, couple of years. And now I'm sharing it with the world. One of one of the as the other aspects of the grief I've experienced in that time was that in 
2021, in the summer of 2021, so just like four or five months before my dad died, I realized that I was deeply in love with a woman who I was in some sort of relationship with. And I ended that relationship. My program was playing out. I better end it because she's going to end it because I'm not worthy of her love. And I realized in the summer of that, and we weren't together at the time, in the summer of that year, I was deeply in love with this woman. And I was like, oh my God, I'm actually in love with her. And it was this beautiful, profound realization that, wow, what, what a relief to admit that I was in love with her and I am still in love with her. So I was like, okay, what am I going to do with this information now? I did nothing with it for months because I was the fear taken over, right? The fear of if I tell her, she's going to reject me. So I can't, I've got to protect my heart. And by the way, I thought I was this spiritual being that I was super self-aware, that I'd done all this healing and that I wasn't going to be hijacked by old programming patterns. And I was, I trained my ego. My ego is called Ron, by the way. Calling my barking dog is this big assation. So I trained Ron. Ron wasn't in control. I was in control. Hader connected to spirit, connected to divine intelligence. Hader was in control. So when this happened, this realization happened that I was actually in love with this woman. What was I going to do? My instinct, my intuition, my heart, the universe was sending messages. I see her, I tell her, it ignored it because I was scared of being rejected. I was scared of not being seen. And I ignored it. I ignored it up until November 2021. My dad was still alive at that, at that spot. My dad was still alive. And I was like, fuck it. I've got to go and see him, tell her the information I would receive from God, say God, was that I need to go and tell her. I channeled this letter, right? And by channel, we have this ability to call in and, and attune to a higher level of information that, can, that goes beyond the analytical mind. And some people call it flow state, okay? Another way to, another way to, to describe channeling is flow that you're, you're, you're in this flow state where just everything is just flowing and it's effortless and it's easy and you don't know where it's coming from, but it's there. Sports people will experience this all the time. They get themselves into flow state. Business people, entrepreneurs experience flow state. I would even suggest that you guys, whether you realize it or not, at some point in your life experience this flow state where everything's just easy everything time stands still in a way and you're navigating and moving with such ease with such flow and i got into this state and wrote this woman that i was in love with i wrote her a letter and i wrote her this beautiful letter about all the things i was grateful for all the things that she taught me all the healing i experienced in our relationship how much i loved her one day I'll publish that letter. Even though I haven't got a copy of it, I can still remember what I wrote in that letter because it's a fucking good letter if I say so myself. <laughs> so I wrote this letter and 
I drove up to see her. I drove up to see her and I gave her this letter. And it was just this most beautiful interaction between us, whereby I just expressed my love for her. And I was crying and she was crying. And I went and delivered my message. My intention was to tell her that I was loved. I loved her. I was in love with her. And I went and did that. So I left that interaction. And I was like, okay, universe. I followed the guidance. I followed the instinct. I've told her that I loved her. And if this is meant to be, this will work out. We're meant to be together. We'll work out. I'm trusting in the divine. I'm trusting in it working out how it's meant to work out. I left a place. I left it at that. And then I had this deep sense of, man, I didn't tell her. I told her I was in love with her, but I didn't tell her that I wanted to be with her, that I wanted to fight for her, that. I wanted a future with her. I didn't tell her any of those things. I told her I was deeply in love with her. And I just assumed that she would infer all those things that I've just mentioned, that I wanted to be with her, I wanted to have a home with her, a future with her, that I wanted us to live together in this divine union. So again, I was like, I need to go and tell her this. I need to go and tell her this. Fight for her and to show that I'm in my divine masculine essence or warrior mode. And again, I delayed it, right? Fear of being rejected, fear of her not reciprocating the love, all those sorts of fears came in. And yet I was like, no, just live this. I'm going to go and do it. I'm going to go and do it. And I actually planned to go up and see her and then. Dad died on, in December. Dad died. Mum got sick. Mum died. And the intention of going up to see her that I wanted to fight for her didn't happen in the time frame that I had in my mind. It actually happened. I actually did do this two weeks after Mum died. So in the middle of March 2022, I went up to see her and say, look, I know I came up a few months ago and I've wanted to come up and see you again and this has happened with my mum and dad and I'm here to tell you that I want to, I want to fight for you. I love you. I see my future with you. See us be happy together and being one, being in this delicious, divine relationship. And I remember she, she had COVID at the time. We were socially distancing. So she was sat on the curb. I was sat on the road. And I was, we were having this conversation where I just poured my heart out. And I could sense that this wasn't going, or this wasn't going to turn out the way that I envisioned it or that I wanted it to turn out. And she actually said to me, look, Hader, I have to stop you because I've moved on, not in that place anymore. And I was like, okay, thank you for telling me. And 
I left, and then guess what? The rejection, the trauma, that I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy enough. I blew it, I fucked it. The pure heartbrokenness of this aspect, and this is how I framed it at the time, that she was saying, no, Hader, I don't want to receive your love. And also, I'm no longer going to give you my love. And actually, I'm choosing to give my love to someone else, to another, because she was already in a relationship with someone else. And I was like, oh, shit. That framing of that just caused me more trauma, more anxiety, right? This same framing of, like I just explained, no to my love. No, I'm not going to give you love. And actually, I'm going to choose to love another. There were three big incidences, right? Dad died, mum died. The heartbrokenness of, and the loss of romantic love. And also, a fourth aspect of this, right? A fourth aspect of grief and trauma that just all came in one hit was that I, so I told you mum wrote me out of the will left everything to my younger sisters was that the relationship with my younger sisters became broken, fractured and actually is there's, there's a disconnection, there's a separation between us right now because of what happened with the will and this is not to well, make it really clear, clear right? because I've done a lot of healing of this, this is not to vilify my sisters this is not to make them wrong in the choices they made in the last six weeks of my mum's life. This is not to express any grievance towards them because as I've let go of the grievances, I've let go of the pain and the trauma. By the way, I know there's more to let go of. I know there is there's more to release around the anger and the and the and the yeah, the grievance, the unfairness in my mind that that incident created I'm in a really good place around that incident in terms of forgiving myself in the choices that I made forgiving my loved ones, my sisters in the choices they made, forgiving my mum in the choice that she made recognising there's a divine order there's a there's an untold and unseen truth about what transpired and why it transpired and attuning to love and Open my heart and reopen my heart because at the beginning of my spiritual journey, you know, very much a journey of heart opening. And the experiences led to me closing my heart. And now I'm very much in that space of reopening my heart, this rebirth of this love energy that's present within me. And also recognizing when it's not present and when I am holding on to it grief and when I have the thought and the emotion around this is not fair and it's not right etc etc just to recognize and surrender to them and, and let those go and to hear the voices to hear the voice of of anger to hear the voice of pain to hear the voice of sadness and to hold it in this in the space of more judgment and allow it to be seen and heard so that's been my practice over the last year and a half I feel this aspect of my life and um, you're just going back to the element of the grief and the trauma that I suffered, right? So it's like a full whammy, loss of dad, 
loss of mom, loss of the woman that I loved, and loss of my younger sisters who were here physically in this world. There's been a loss and there's been a grief around that relationship. My sisters, my younger sisters, not being present in my life, not being connected in a, in a physical sense. On a heart sense, of course, we are all connected. We are connected to them. I pray for them. I pray for, I pray, I send them love every day. I pray that we will heal and reconcile and just to tune into that energy of, um, yeah, love and connection. I do feel like my sisters. Why, why am I going with this? So, yeah, so those, those aspects of grief were very prevalent in my life. It was a, a real traumatic time where so many emotions were present from having suicidal thoughts, the deep hopelessness, deep powerlessness. I think I've said that right. Anger, frustration, unbearable pain to healing, to transcendence, to acceptance, to yeah, heart, like I said, heart open to feeling more love, to feeling more joy. Now, I'm going to get to the story of why of the firing and how that came about. So, like I said, in in the infancy, I was in the infancy of my business. I was coaching, teaching, guiding people on that road, and then these incidents happened, and I didn't. I, the business suffered, right? The whole business suffered. I had zero motivation. For my business, I had zero motivation in my life, so there was no growth in my business. So it led to a decision. I was deeply anxious and fearful about money. I was living this fear paradigm, lack, scarcity, the very problem in my life around money. Even though money, I've been very blessed that money has always flowed to me. I wasn't working, I wasn't earning, and I had lots of expenditure. I made a decision in November. 2022 that I needed to go back to my old world of finance and I needed to go and get a job. I needed safety, I needed security, I needed stability, I needed income. And that resulted in me going back into the world of finance. And I took a job in the world of finance, a contract, and that contract lasted three or four months. It was a really good experience. And then I took another contract. In April last year, so April 2023, and that that contract was due to end on the 31st of Jan this year, and it ended early because I was fired. Now, in all the time that I've been working this last year, I've felt this great dissonance in me where. Which it's always been present actually in the, in the world of in my old world finance where I felt like I wasn't in alignment with myself. I wasn't speaking my truth. I wasn't embodying who I wanted to be. Yes, I had kind of started my own business up again, whereby I right at the beginning again, I've created this podcast. I have started exploring the coaching world again and guiding people some public speaking events uh, so this has all been going concurrently with this kind of job and and yet I knew in this day-to-day job so this this job was a typical nine-to-five job 
that I wasn't, there was something incongruent about this choice I was making every day to go to, go to this work, to, to be in this energy of corporate world. So let's talk about January. In January, I knew the, the contract was coming to its natural end. It was, yeah, it was a natural conclusion of, of the contract. And it's something triggered in me where I got involved in this kind of like power struggle between the client and me. And I went into complete rejection and resistance of what I was faced with in terms of the tasks they were asking me to do and my level of output, right? So they would ask me to do a piece of work and I was like, I'm leaving anyway and you guys have the power, so I'm going to resist your power over you've ended the contract, but you have the power to end the contract and in some way you've rejected me, so fuck you, I'm not going to do this work. So that's why I did. I engaged in that behavior for two weeks, right? I, again, I became hijacked. I went back into like my childhood stuff. I got involved in this power struggle whereby actually the employer, and I don't want to name the company because I don't think it's right. They were the parent and I was the angry, powerless child kicking and screaming. And I wanted to have the power and in, 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 in refusing to do the work and then recognizing the choices that I made, guess what? They had the power really actually because they fired me. They, I wasn't producing. They exercised their power. Now look, it's more nuanced than that. Give me a higher level because the way they did it, there was certain elements that didn't represent who I was. I, I went into my old world thinking I'm a very different person that I'm going to bring a level of consciousness to this world, to the corporate world, and I'm not sure if you guys have ever experienced the corporate world. It's very much based on this fear paradigm, this competition paradigm. It's we've got to, we've got to, we've got to outdo each other. We've got to outachieve each other. We've got to outbetter each other, outbetter each other through how much work we do, how much money we make, how much ass we kiss. Right, it's so political, uh, and as we know, the nature of politics is duplicitous. That I will offer you this face, and then I have several other faces that I can offer as well. So I was like, okay, I know this exists. I know this fear paradigm exists in the world, and I'm making a choice to go back into the world to offer myself safety, and support, security in terms of the money I receive, and yet I'm going to bring a level of consciousness. What I'm going to bring a level of love. I'm going to bring a level of heart, openness. And I'm going to pump out this energy into this workplace, into this often environment. And this is going to be a great experience. But actually, in reality, because that fear paradigm, those fear structures are so prominent in the way these organizations and these corporations are built. And again, I'm not renouncing anything about these organizations, right? Because they do a lot of good. There's a lot of positive things that come out of these organizations and corporations, sorry. So this is not about renouncing anything or making them wrong or vilifying them. It's just giving you some kind of insight as to how these organizations are built. 
and where I'm at and where I was in terms of this power struggle, this energetic clash that was going on that I wanted it to be one way and actually I was completely naive that I thought I could change the structure because what happened was that I just dragged in. I got dragged into that fear paradigm. I became part of that fear paradigm. And I was kicking and screaming because I, it didn't feel right to me. But And yet I was still engaging in it because it was paying me money, right? It was offering me safety and security. And again, I'm not, I'm holding this in non-judgment of myself as much as I can to the best of my ability because it's very easy to get caught up in this egoic kind of pattern of let me judge myself, let me criticize the choices I made. And I'm choosing to take a step back and just hear the voices of what are present for me. And what's present for me, having been fired, is lots of things. It's, there's a sense of relief and freedom. <laughs> and I did a meditation yesterday and I felt so much lighter. I felt so much more connected to spirit because I felt like, wow. I'm no longer not speaking my truth. Because being in that paradigm and just turning up for work and taking the money, it didn't feel integral to me. Right? It didn't feel like I was speaking my truth. And now I've been relieved of that. Now that they fired me for not producing the work, it feels a level of freedom. Right? It feels a real level of freedom. It feels a real level of alignment. And it feels, on one hand, it feels great. Now, there's lots of other things present as well, right? It was the last couple of days I've experienced shame with what my peers think of me. I've experienced guilt. I've experienced anxiety of shit. I've, I've got to earn money, right? I've got to, got to pay for my son's school fees. I've, I'm, I'm used to, I'm accustomed to a, a way of life where I can eat in Michelin-style restaurants. I can fly business class. So I can buy really nice material possessions god has blessed me with that and now that i've come out of that or i've been fired shit what's going to happen what's going to happen with money what's going to happen with resources so there's also been anxiety there's been this fear of scarcity fear that there's not going to be enough so that's been present in me as well and there's also been a level of trust Right. This is a great opportunity for me to trust that things are working out for me, that creating this podcast, being this vulnerable, knowing that I'm here to be in service to people, to help and guide them, is my path, is my highest spiritual path, is my highest life path right now. And that feels me really Joy, right? That, feels, that puts a smile on my face. And then there's also, and I can actually hear my one of my old business coaches going, "Oh my god, hey, well, this is like business suicide." I mean, who who is going to want to be guided and coached by you when you've just shared the most vulnerable aspects of your life? Because in the three dimensional world of business, in the way we are conventionally taught. You've got to make yourself the expert. You've got to make yourself the go-to person. You've got to make yourself the guru. And the way I teach and, and guide is it's not that. It's about self-empowering. It's about tuning people to their inner wisdom. And, yes, I'm experiencing all these experiences and I'm 
being hijacked by unconscious programming. And at the same time, I believe in my power. I believe in my wisdom. I believe when I am in service, I am connected to my soul and I can offer my soul gifts, right? Which is helping people, which is guiding people, which is showing people deeper truth as I explore my own deeper truth. This feels aligned. This feels like I am now speaking my truth and I've made a decision as well. I've made a decision that me going back into that world, I just choose not to do that because all of that is not in residence with me. That is not me speaking my truth. That is not being integrous to who I am and what I'm about. And if that means I can't fly business cards, so if that means there is going to be a, I want to be conscious of my language here. If it means there's not going to be that security or regular money coming in right now, then so be it. I have to honor my heart. I have to rebirth again. <laughs> it's a constant rebirth into doing it and making choices that are in alignment with my soul. And this is one of them. This podcast, this episode, we'll be speaking for over an hour, is one of them. Is my truth, is the rebirthing of who I'm choosing to be. So I hope you have stayed with me for all this time. I hope you have taken something from this podcast. I hope that there's been a connection, there's been a facilitation of connection. And look, if so I have specific visions for my podcast. And one of them is to, like I said, build community. So if you love this podcast, I'm going to ask you to subscribe to this podcast. Please leave me your comments on this episode. Please listen to my other episodes. Please engage with me. Please interact with me. Please go to my website, Haver at soulful-awakening.com. Please let me know how I can do things better. Please let me know how you're receiving this information. Please let me know if this story has touched your heart. This my journey has impacted you and your please let me know. And if you think people in your network and your friends, family network would benefit from this podcast, from this particular episode, please forward it on to them because I have again I have this vision of creating the biggest and best podcast in the world of personal development. And you know, the podcast is human potential. And my choice is to go on that journey, is to explore human potential with you guys, with my audience, to grow this, to get the biggest and best people in the world of spirituality, personal growth, personal development on this podcast to give people the tools, the awarenesses, the consciousness to shift and make changes in their lives elevate human consciousness and that is my intention on this podcast so i need your help to do that i really do i need your help to engage with me to, to spread the word to subscribe because as this podcast grows and it gets bigger i can attract bigger bigger and better guests and that's not to say the guests that i've had so far have not been amazing because they are and i encourage you to go and listen to previous episodes because there's real value in those episodes, and this is my intention as well, is to provide people with value. So with that said, 
Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for listening to my journey. Thank you for listening to my story. And I'm looking forward to creating more value, to be more honest, to be more raw, to be more vulnerable, to bear my, my truth, to bear myself. I love you all. Thank you for joining us on this incredible journey of exploring human potential. Now, it's your turn to take action and unleash your own greatness. Head over to soulful-awakening.com forward slash free and opt in for lots of free transformational tools. Embrace the knowledge and insights you've gained and start implementing them in your life today. Remember, the world is waiting for your incredible potential to shine.